Meow. Meow. Wow. Is that is that a pussy I hear? <laughs> well, baby, I'm purring uh, because purring. I'm in my happy place. Dude, I can tell you've just been food. fed. I can tell you've just been fed because you're purring like you just had 12 inches of sandwich go down your mm. your your beak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I did just eat. You probably can. Yeah, it's funny. Like it's almost like a post eat glow that people give off it's like an energy that everyone exudes like if you all senses can be uh, like refined right you can you can work on a sense improve it if you will Mm -hmm. so like the sense of understanding when somebody ate is something that we should like practice more and then we'll be able to tell and then maybe you'll be able to tell Mm -hmm. what they ate that's true i think that would help everyone in a profession if someone is just like kind of standoffish or like defensive or just plain bitchy you mm-hmm. can be like you can assess whether they've eaten or not it's like oh you're just hungry <laughs> like it just makes mm-hmm. total sense like like literally nine out of ten arguments i get in with my lp are like because one of us is hungry <laughs> straight up and the other side of the coin is that if someone may be upset or like standoffish because they ate too much or they ate something that they that didn't agree with their stomach so they're grappling with the repercussions of maybe a bad meal decision mm-hmm. yeah they might say words like back off mm-hmm. <laughs> those those are kinds of things that people who ate too much would say yeah but what they're really trying to say is bad bologna in my stomach mm-hmm. bunch of bologna if you ask me there's a bunch of uh, bologna, speaking of bologna, Eric. <laughs> speaking of bologna Ty, this weather we're having is uh absolutely atrocious i mean it's so dark outside i think i like like panic ate my lunch today i don't know if you felt the same but I, I just like suddenly like hit a wall and then i like reached into the fridge and i grabbed two old slices of pizza hut <laughs> i've been there uh for two days oh and I just like destroyed those like so quickly and then now i feel okay i had that plus some jalapeno chips and you know what i'm okay now but I honestly, I, I would have stayed in the nutsack if I knew it was going to be days like this. <laughs> I'm going to climb back into the womb because it'll be brighter <laughs> than the sky outside. It does yeah, feel like, like a, in... the dawn of a new ice age, Eric. It does. It's so disgusting outside. And just as I say that, a nice little truck is pulled up to my window. So let me just go ahead and oh, close geez. the window. Man versus environment. And environment is winning this time. Such mm-hmm. a shame. But that sounds like a really grotesque lunch, Eric. Like, how how many days do you let the Pizza Hut slices simmer in on, like, the back of the fridge before you mm-hmm. make the decision to either eat the forbidden leftovers or toss them in the bin? <laughs> no such thing as forbidden leftovers. Um, you know, as long as, like, the grease, like, the layer of grease, like, on the bottom of each slice has, like, hardened so that it's, like, a solid like mm-hmm. that's as long as that is happening that's you're good to eat it like because you don't want to touch right. it and make your hands all like wet it has to be uh-huh. like a nice solid piece of fat on the bottom you know dude unless your leftovers is soup you don't like wet leftovers is disgusting like you like pull <laughs> pull half a sandwich out of a tupperware and like the bread is moist mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. i'm not about that mm-hmm. i was in such a panic that i didn't even like warm up the pizza 
you, you know I'm like anti microwave guy, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, like, it, take, it takes me like five minutes to like warm up something, and uh, yeah, I just went straight from Tupperware to mouth. You <laughs> dude, I'm I live in a post heated pizza society. Um, because I also subscribe to the anti-microwave philosophy with you. It's a total headache mm-hmm. to reheat leftovers. You got to preheat the oven to 350. <laughs> you got to like pop her in, wait around, check it six times. It's still cold in the middle at the end. You're eating a cold slice of pizza either way. Mm-hmm. It's like a big, you know, energy waste to have, like mm-hmm. take up, you know, you know, to warm up the oven and like have like one slice of pizza in there. That's like not even a good pizza to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's like warming up doesn't make it better. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. If like at best, it makes it the same. <laughs> at best, <laughs> at best, there's a chance now, you can burn it. Well, you and I are both adults. We have adult stomachs, so when we go to Subway, we consume the entire foot long. In one city, as you should, as you should. But I, I'll admit something with you, Eric. I wasn't always that way. My younger <laughs> years, I may do sixer, quit at halftime, and come around for the other half later in the day. Holy shit! How, how could you? <laughs> but I know. But more it. importantly, how do you do it? Like, like how the fuck are you gonna tell me that? Like, you have the sandwich in your fridge with all these sauces, just like congealing and like blending together mm-hmm. and like forming one ball of mush well this is the the wackiest thing about subway leftovers and i'm going to tell you a trade secret of subway leftovers now okay. the trick eric is you never refrigerate the sandwich doesn't matter if you're going to wait three days or three hours never refrigerate it because when you have a like a like a lukewarm sandwich that's been sans refrigerator you bite into it the ingredients maintain a little bit of separation they don't they don't congeal too much but as soon as that shit goes in the fridge and you close that door they have a party they're mixing and matching it's like an orgy of them kind of blending together so when you pull it back out it doesn't matter how long it's been in there it's this like really cold sooty clump Mm -hmm. it's disgusting even just thinking about biting it right now makes me gag a little Mm mm-hmm yeah, like once you close that um, refrigerator door, it's uh, it's like you know nighttime in the in the forest. It's like you don't know what's going on in there. Like mm-hmm. all the animals come out, all those baby hippopotamuses <laughs> start crawling <laughs> out and like eating the crumbs off of the bottom of your sandwich. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who knows what else is going on in there? So yeah, I don't know how I don't know how anyone could do that. But why would you? Well, why did you stop? Like clearly you've like smartened up. Like what made you stop doing that? Did you have a bad sandwich? Yeah, many bad sandwiches. I think <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think a few factors come together, Eric. One, I became an adult who can consume 12 inches in one city without flinching. Yeah. No, yeah, no breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is I got my money up, so I didn't feel the need to stretch a meal out for two meals. Mm-hmm. There's you like definitely like... Heads? Yeah, you hear that? Like, if you're stretching a sandwich out for two meals, a foot long, if you think that could be lunch and dinner, you got to rethink your priorities here. Like, go back to school. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wow. Yeah, I've never once, like, left the sandwich for later uh, because, you know, I listened to your advice. Mm -hmm. We met, like, much after you you stopped doing that. So you, you taught me the ways. 
mm-hmm. the subways. I, I did have it delivered, and that was a huge mistake. It was like the wettest, like sandwich. It was like a cup of water. I thought I ordered a cup of water, Ty. Dude, it's so weird. I get that. It's like it sucks up the moisture in the air. Like I guess it is. The bread is quite sponge light. Like when you first take a bite of a fresh foot long at Subway, it's almost al dente. And it's perfect. But then it becomes this soppy sub noodle the longer you wait. And it almost like swells a little bit, you know, like some old woman's ankles. It's like (laughs) really, it's really grotesque the way that a sandwich, like, I don't know, deteriorates over time. Mm -hmm. The other crazy thing is like the wet, I think there's a positive feedback cycle happening with that decomposition because the wetter it gets, the more it bloats. So it like, like almost like faster it breaks down, and then it like attracts more moisture. <laughs> like if California wanted to solve their drought, so. they should just line a bunch of footlongs up in like the bottom of their their riverbeds. Wow, I literally just puked in my mouth a little bit here, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit, dude. I think actually, now that I think about it, this uh, I just I literally finished eating it like half an hour ago, and. I ate it in like 15 seconds. So starting to feel the effects of that, Ty. I'm not gonna lie with you. But um speaking of pizza you know though. Oh yeah, yeah, hit me. I got a pizza related <laughs> qualm as well. <laughs> qualm? Let's hear it. Yo, every time I order pizza, I freaking I ri- r- just like rip off the like order. I'm like so fast on it, right? I throw my phone number. If I do this like the old fashioned way of calling in. Um I rip off my phone number, rip off the order, and then there's just like always this like weird pause where like, and then the like the person on the other side of the call line they quiet for a minute and then they say, "Sorry, what crust do you want that on?" And I'm like, "Oh damn it!" it means that everything I said didn't matter because they got held up on the crust question, and <laughs> they need that to proceed forward. It's their like what bread. That's what the pizza pr- wow. the equivalent is, right? And you can't move forward in like whatever the Domino's order builder until you resolve that uh, that attribute of the pizza. So mm-hmm. I always forget that. I always forget that because then I wasted my time. I wasted their time reading the exact specific meat-free pepperoni and a pineapple pizza that I wanted. And I have to go, go back to square one to the bread. Every time, every pizza this, place. Uh, you should try this at Subway. Like trying ordering our sandwich backwards and just like watch them try to do it from memory. Like, like yeah, can I get the lettuce, jalapeno, <laughs> spinach, <laughs> tomato, <laughs> onion sandwich with um some BMT meats and throw that on a herbs and cheese footlong and just like watch mm-hmm. them like try to do that from memory. Maybe mm-hmm. you can just start with the salt and pepper, <laughs> like salt and pepper, <laughs> the sauce, and then the veggie. Mm-hmm. Heck, even get the cookie first. I feel like if you want to like pull that off, you have to completely reject the the lineup, like reject convention. 100%. I think you come in right at the. There's always a <laughs> crease in the glass. There's like a midfield, like black plastic connector between the two worlds of the footlong. You have meat world and then you have veggie world. Two sides of the same coin. The two glass sides is of the podcast. Yep, it truly is. And that partition, <laughs> I think you got to walk right up to that partition. You don't want to acknowledge any one domain of the sandwich universe. 
I mean, that's pretty smart. Yeah, you're right in like the just the break in the void, you know, mm-hmm. you're between two you two universes. You're truly in no man's land. Mm-hmm. Um, the purgatory of like, sandwich making. Exactly, Don FM. Um, mm-hmm. I we were to just Holy stand shit. in line like everyone else and like shoot from a three-point line be like yo i'll mm-hmm. take that sauce and just like point arbitrarily at like the group of sauces and just like kind of be like really vague with it like yeah i'll get that and that and then they're like no no, no what bread and you say lettuce <laughs> <laughs> damn i don't know why i'm so pressed up against the glass now that i think about it like that's so neurotic of me i should take a few steps back and lob some like just like Three pointers, you know, as, as you're saying, a long, di- a long. I want a long distance relationship with my sandwich artist, a mm-hmm. foot long distance relationship. Absolutely, a safe six. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> safe six. <six-inch. laughs> wow, it's crazy that we started this shit in the in the pandemic because it's all we, it's all we know, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only life at Subway we know post podcast. Mm-hmm. The lost uh, episode two of this podcast is us. Well, actually, just me going to a subway and observing the branding and the pandemic uh, safety regulations. And let me tell you, the audio was pretty trash. Mm-hmm. So we got that one locked up in the Disney vault. Yeah, I'll be seeing that Disney until we vault. release our, our streaming service mm-hmm. sometime next year. It's exhibit A can't be released. Um, I mean, you linked build yesterday and it was a movie um it was a lot of fun we did a lot of shit do you want to talk about that now <laughs> yeah i want to talk about that but first i want to tell you about this canned beverage i'm drinking oh fuck <laughs> i've been so inspired by you lately eric and this um kind of ongoing theme of like canned and canned food renaissance at whole foods so i swung by there the other day and i picked up this sparkling clementine naturally fermented with probiotic sparkling drink it's vegan and it has like a rock star icon on it it's called it's by a brand called loop have you tried this one yet oh i've heard the brand they they started making mm. they started with the juice and then they i guess they graduated to can the juice mm-hmm. yeah so i have more than two billion gut friendly bacteria in this in this little tiny can and that's pretty it's exciting pretty for me because I'm trying to build up my immunity for my invent- eventual like takedown from the novel coronavirus. The day, the, my days are numbered. That's true. We're basically playing uh, playing a risky game at this point in time. Neither of us have contracted the novel um, disease, but you know, I think it's probably likely that it'll happen at some point. Who knows? Maybe we did, and we just don't know. That's I think I think about that a lot. <laughs> Alpha immune systems like us, Eric, they're, <clears throat> it, would, it wouldn't be uncharacteristic to have to be asymptomatic. Mm, but that's no, true. nonetheless, get your gut, gut health up. Yeah, you don't want a lean a gut, you want, a, you want a loop gut. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great new marketing campaign for mm-hmm. um, the hashtag loop, hashtag free YSL campaign. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's awesome to hear. I love that you're embracing unpretentious cocktails and drinks in cans because, you know, it was just yesterday you were trying to take me to old grapes and soda, which I just refused to go to based on the name alone. Like that, that sounds like a cocktail bar where you get like fucking mix, mix all of 
nerding out over like what like bitters you're using. Like, ooh, I got these bitters ooh, from bitters. Denmark. Bitters. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, you don't care. Like, give me a fucking can of beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just open the bottle for me. That's all I'm hiring you to do. What what an exactly. insult to a, a so-called mixologist. Yeah, dude. What a joke, like job title. I mean that's the one I, uh, that's the one frontline worker that I did not feel bad for this pandemic. <laughs> I think the problem with like all genres of food is that people get too into it. You know, they get too specific. And it's usually in the fluid industry. I don't know why the uh, solid industry, <laughs> solids, <laughs> is, um, has, doesn't have the same degree of nerds. Like, it's almost like if you're really good at cooking food, like a specialty of food, you're not a nerd, though. You're like a celebrated chef. But as soon as you're like specialized in fluid, you become kind of dorky. Mm. I guess so. Or maybe just like being really passionate about something that is like whack, or like you're trying to make something that's like whack into something that's like celebrated, like that's really corny. Like, mm-hmm. like all all actors, it's like why do we like go from like bullying drama kids to like loving like Johnny Depp? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, where did that transition happen? Like being the passionate vibe about like there. acting. <laughs> I think being passionate about acting and mixology are both like the two worst passions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I feel like <laughs> acting. The, the thing with acting is you're just like you're obsessed with playing pretend. You know, that's kind of a weird, mm-hmm. a weird concept to just like I love pretend so much. I made it my career. Yeah. You're like, are yeah. you? You're like in the same camp as like magicians. You know? Yeah. We were like talk to like people who admire actors or like acting in general who are like like wow like. Um, Winona Ryder's performance was stellar. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, wow. Did like, you it's see... not a performance. It's so weird. Like, yeah, they'd be like, oh, DiCaprio deserves the award this year. He acted better than everyone else. Yeah. And you're like, what? What? By what grounds? <laughs> like, did mm-hmm. did he do that? Did he like look? Did he furrow his brow more when he was unhappy? Did he shout louder when he was excited? He shouted just the right amount, die, and that's what you don't. You'll never understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm not like, I I am no actor, Eric. I'm not part of any local theater groups, nor am I. I am a fluid connoisseur, but I am no sommelier. I think that Subway could though benefit from it, like an in-house sauce sommelier. I think we both know that. The sauces are the heart of the sandwich. They're where the punch comes in. They bring the salt, fat, acid, and heat, baby. And having a little bit more (laughs) quality assurance and sensitivity to the great power that those plastic squeeze bottles hold, it would be be nice. I I think it could level up the Mm footlong. I mean, Ty, I'm all, all down for, like, diversity and inclusion, and I respect that you're bringing this up, but I don't dude, a Somalia like, is not a DNI hire. <laughs> dude, what are you talking about? Why are you specifically targeting Somalians for this role? Like, I don't, I don't understand why you need to hire a Somalian. Hmm, why can't you just enough. hire some like anyone? You're right. We should be looking at who has the best skill set. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think Somalians even eat sandwiches. No, I don't know what they eat, but it's probably not 12 inches. They probably have a way more, like, humble diet. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a humble diet, Ty, we blinked and billed over some happy hour wings yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, like, a 4 out of 10. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I, I ate Ty's portion because he's a veg. He's a soy boy. Um, mm-hmm. Possible. And, uh, I'm proud of who I am. We, uh, you know, I after I wind and dine Thai, <laughs> I took him back to my place and I made him a nice little espresso martini. Yeah, Eric kills and, it uh, with the espresso martini. If the breadheads ever need one, uh, ready, locked and loaded, ready to go, open bar in the kitchen, mm-hmm. chefing it up. Mm-hmm. He is yep, the mixologist. My, uh... you, you were mixologist last night. <laughs> yeah. For how much you were du- just dunking on them, you played the mixologist game. You pretended. You were both an actor and a mixologist. Dude, I don't act. Everything I do is 100% authentic. And I never said that making a drink was, was whack. I just think, like, caring too much about anything is whack. Like, why does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, you enjoy the cocktail. Mm. Like, you don't, you don't care about, like, the ratio of Kahlua to to Grey Goose or to Malibuya, you know what I mean? It's all it's all the same shit. As long as it tastes good and gets you wired and fired up, then mm-hmm. it's all it's all good. Just enough. And it for did that to, job, uh, dude. Yeah. Dude, the way you locked in on our tennis game after, like I just I knew I might have given you maybe too much coffee. Mm-hmm, you, uh, mm-hmm. you beat my ass once again, Ty, and I'm I'm Hell like, yeah. I didn't sleep last night, just so you know. <laughs> oh, I would I wouldn't sleep either. I was so yoked walking on that tennis court. Aaron, Eric and I played a proper tennis match. The only thing improper about it was I had no shoes on, no shirt on, and I still whooped your butt. <laughs> In the rain. <laughs> In the rain. <laughs> but it was, it was a solid match. One one for the books. It was. I mean, I'm going to need a rematch, Ty, on uh, you know next Tuesday. I think we're going to have to do it, do it all over again. Martinis. Ma- yeah, and then uh, tennis because I need to, you know, I didn't have my Nike dry fit on, and I think that's the real reason I lost. Not not that I need the uh, clothing per se. It's just that I'm mm-hmm. used to being, you know, wearing. I'm used to wearing pro gear when I when I perform, and I was I wearing my see designer. How that could throw you off, yeah. Yeah, I was wearing my designer that night, so you know, it was it was a bit hard to get into the game, you know. Yeah, I totally get that. And I don't <laughs> think you perform as well after consuming alcohol, perhaps a sober game. I think you had a little bit of a, what do they call it, whiskey racket? <laughs> I know, I couldn't get my racket hard all game, dude. Like... No, dude. <laughs> Just a, a limp wrist. <laughs> Damn. It was, like, so much smaller than I remember, too. Like, for some reason, <laughs> it, kept, it kept hitting the edge of the racket, and I'm like, why isn't this thing, like, as big as it usually is? It's okay. It happens to everybody. Maybe you were just nervous. Probably, it probably was. You know, I couldn't get it hard because you were just like across the court from me, shirtless and mm-hmm. soaked from the rain. So I was just like a little bit distracted. Mm-hmm. But maybe this was all for yeah. your strategy, Ty. Totally, dude. I felt like how I felt like I looked like how Rick Owens looks all the time on that side of the court, just like drenched in rain, shirt off, like barefoot, mm-hmm. happy. Yeah, his Still. hair always looks like a little bit red, like wet, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me really question. Like, I know he smells great, but he doesn't look like he smells great sometimes. 
<laughs> I don't know, Ty. I, I think I disagree. I think he looks like he smells like perfect mm. and just like shredded. Like, I, I just know he's shredded. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, yeah. I've seen him shirtless, but I can imagine. Well, he's got that V-neck that goes all the way down to his testes, so you've seen enough. <laughs> That's true. That's all I need to see, Ty. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in addition to tennis, Ty and I had a nice little Natty Wine activation, um, and we split a little margarita pizza. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing like pizza and Natty Wine to like round out a perfect evening. Like mm-hmm. You know how to wine me and dine me, baby. Dude, I wine and dine Ty so hard that I even let him win at tennis. <laughs> it's really a step up from the uh, like veggie patty and Gatorade that you're used that I'm used to you treating <laughs> me to. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's like a fucking salt overload. If you have those two things. Mm-hmm. Speaking of long and hard, this is what I love about like classic like Neapolitan pizza though, like a, tr- a proper like Italian pie. You know what? They, you know what they never ask you. They never say what crust. Yeah, dude. I but I want the crust. Give me the herbs and cheese. I don't know if it's like an American thing or a like fast food motif to like add an element of customization to every aspect of the order. Mm-hmm. Maybe a mix of mix of both. But like, what was the last time you like went to a pizza place and you didn't fully customize your 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 pie? Um, like, like a fast I food never... pizza. I never get pizza that allows for customization. Like Good I don't do you. that. I I only get pizza that is like, you know, substitutions politely declined. Like that's that's what I want to see at the bottom of the menu. You know, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a signal that you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. I even talked about the last pizza I ordered on this podcast. I was that's right. Choza, um from Pepinos, and it was probably that's the top really- pizza, probably like top three pizzas I've ever had in Canada. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I think you're making the right call by like sticking specifically like to like mid to top tier pizza restaurants and avoiding like the lame. I don't know how you acquired this Pizza Hut pizza. Uh, you don't need to share. It's okay. You can keep your little secret. But uh, I think you're smart to steer clear of that genre of delivery. Mm-hmm. It was um, brought to my home. I didn't pay for it. I didn't order it. I didn't ask for it. It was just brought to me. and And that's fine. <laughs> you ever with like a group of friends or like family and they're like we should have a pizza night but like make your own pizzas and then all the you get time. like some grocery store crust and everyone puts every topping on it and mm-hmm. you all make these like six inch like whack-ass pies <laughs> what's your point <laughs> well that's really fun to do and there's like a bonding element and like a uh, opportunity to like uh showcase your personality through the pizza but fast food pizza has maybe over-indexed on delivery, removing you mm-hmm. from the actual pizza-making process. But if uh, there was a fast food pizza chain that was willing to take that humble and charming pizza-making process that you know with Nona at home and combine that with the uh, scalable business model of Subway, we could have a new pizza player on the block. Like Chipotle pulled it off for Mexican, but no one's trying it for Italian. Mm. I think it all kind of breaks down with one thing, Ty, and that's the bread versus crust. 
Mm. Bread, you can bake and then you can leave it there. The crust, you have to bake it with the pizza. And so like, you'd have to bake the pizza every time a customer comes in, which takes forever. And therefore it's not fast. Like the reason why fresh slice is fast is because the pizza is made. Like you're, you're choosing from like pizza that already exists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Versus like Subway, you're choosing a sandwich that doesn't exist yet. I disagree, dude. Like I followed the Domino pizza tracker second to second before. And like Steven pops it in the oven and it's like six minutes. It's in Noah's Honda Civic heading, <laughs> heading to my apartment. So Fuck. that's like, that's pretty fast. I would be willing to wait six minutes for my perfectly customized pizza on the spot. I get to ass- assess which veggies and salamis are look the freshest that day. Watch them toss the pie in front of me. That's a that would be a really fun piece of entertainment. Mm, pie tossers. Why mm-hmm. is that? Uh, Little Caesars was like going so hard with their hot and ready program. Like, was it just sitting in an oven, like a really low temperature oven, and it's just like you go and it's like hot and ready. You know what I mean? Or like, do they just like make it really fast or something? Like, what is hot and ready, Ty? I don't know, man. It was it was so convenient. I was a little bit put off by it, so I don't mm-hmm. dabble. Yeah, I mean, I had no issues with it when I was in high school, and you know, you could go and get it for five dollars, like a mm-hmm. whole pizza for five bucks. That was crazy. Inflation is crazy, bro. Like Dude. you know, when like old people are like, "Oh yeah, I used to, back in my day, I could get a steak for like fifteen cents." And you're like, "There's mm-hmm. no fucking way that's true." And then realizing as I get older, I'm like, "That's actually true." Like. We used to be able to eat pizza for five bucks, like a whole pizza or foot long for five bucks. Like, what the fuck? Dude, it's so crazy now. Like, I bought a tomato. You just buy like one heirloom tomato and it's like four dollars. And you're like, I'm only mm-hmm. going to eat half of this and let the other half mold in my fridge before I throw it out. So really, you're getting, it costs four dollars for half a tomato. <laughs> yeah. Eight, wow. Eight dollars for one full tomato. Yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. I guess, like, I guess Subway's like a breath of fresh air in that sense, or a, a breath, breath of fresh vegetables because they're always unlimited. You know, they haven't capped you yet. The day we will know that inflation is really here, the day they cap vegetable ads. Mm-hmm. Well, according to Elon Musk, Ty, the impending recession is here. And um, I think we can count on it happening this year, to be honest. Like, Subway will limit the number of lettuce strands that you mm-hmm. can add to your sandwich. And I mean, when you ask for like, you know, more black olives, they're just going to say no. <laughs> they're not going to say no. They're going to say that'll be an initial $1.99 charge. It's the same as pizza. They're always like at pizza places. They always say first three toppings are on the house, baby, me casa. But beyond mm-hmm. that, you're paying out of pocket. And if someone takes that path, I will be very unhappy, but I can't see it going any other way. Nothing this good can stick around forever. Unlimited mm. vegetables, Aaron. Unlimited. <laughs> let that Holy let shit. that sink into your chompers. Let your chompers sink into that. <laughs> wow. I wonder if there's like some like way to hack that and be like, yo, can you just like put the extra ones like in the bag for me? Just get like a bag of lettuce. That's can brilliant. Like make a, make a salad. It's like six ninety nine for a bag of shredders at the grocery store, but they have bags and they have shredders. And they it's free because you've already paid. Shredded. Yeah, you paid the cover already. You paid the cover charge. You're in the club. You should get that shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. Uh, it's been an eye-opening episode. <laughs> it really has been. Wow. 
Um, what else do we have to talk about? I, I mean, there's a lot of uh, tea spilt during our hang, but none of which can be repeated here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the behind closed doors. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just that really happy. The, uh, that stays on the patio at uh, Thank You Pizza. <laughs> yeah what happens there stays there mm-hmm. Nah, king i'm i'm happy i i had a really nice brunch this morning i i'm trying to like reduce my consumption of gluten because i think it's giving me stomach aches but i'm not sure i've had like such a like mm. ridiculous gluten intake diet my whole life that i've never really questioned it but then when i did that juice cleanse a few weeks ago it made me realize like I feel great and maybe there's something that I'm eating and it could be all the beer. Like it could just be like six, like six IPAs a week, but I don't know. I was like, I mean, trying to like cut, cut her back. I don't know, Ty. Like it's a, uh, it's funny, like the psychological effect that a juice cleanse has on you because you've clearly already forgotten the pain that you were in uh, for that whole like three days. Because I remember that episode, Ty, you were, you looked pale, you know, you were like <laughs> curled up on your couch, like shriveling, like you're just like, mm. you're so cold. And you were like, oh, like, is this episode over yet? I'm starving. And uh, yeah. you immediately, after that episode, you broke your fast and you went for sushi. So, so I don't know, Ty, are you, are you lying to the breadheads? Oh, you're right, Eric, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I think what I just fell for was the psychological principle known as the peak end rule where you mm. only remember the best feeling and then the last feeling of any experience. Mm. So at Subway, that would probably be the first bite and the last bite. Wow, fucking fantastic poetry. Wow. Um, so if you think about that, actually, if we double-click into that, please. as a sandwich artist, you should be really optimizing the tips of the foot long for the peak end rule. Like anything that happens in the middle of the sandwich, you can phone it in, but you really got to get those tips right. Just the mm-hmm. tip. That's the only thing that matters. But Ty, there are the the sandwich is a game split into two halves, right? Mm-hmm. You have two beginnings and two ends. You got four tips. Mm-hmm. So right. you, know, you got you gotta, you gotta make sure that the middle of the sandwich is actually crafted to perfection, as well as the ends. Because like that's where you slice and that's where you get a nice little cross section of the sandwich. Mm-hmm. So maybe over index the meats towards the middle so that it looks like the whole thing is kind of stuffed to the brim. Mm, you know those, those that baby up yeah yeah like you know you gotta really employ your food styling uh you know skills at this point mm-hmm. in the game i didn't really consider the cross section here because i subconsciously use that cross section to evaluate the integrity of my sandwich before i bite mm-hmm. you you kind of you like look for every single thing you ordered delicately placed mm-hmm. in a stack and mm-hmm. if you it look looks it. if it looks messy, yeah, you you eat with your eyes first. <laughs> you just look at that thing right in front of you, and you're just like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I'm about to get in on this. Like it's just I like, love that the best feeling ever. Wow. Dude, you, when you like, you could like bite it right away. You could like pick up the foot long. You could grab six inches and just like <laughs> go straight for the muzzle, right? But you always mm-hmm. stop and you just take a moment, a sweet, sweet moment to appreciate that cross-section. I do it every time. I don't even do it consciously. You know what, Ty? I think on uh, Tuesday, when we hit our little rematch, just like every athlete, we should be fueling with Subway um, because, you know, we're not going to have a a company-sponsored happy hour. Mm -hmm. So I think we should um, 
go straight for the way and maybe get a couple sixes or 12s and mm-hmm. yeah just get some carbs and protein in us to fuel us for a, a long four-hour game of tennis what do you what say you uh yeah dude i'm all about my <laughs> keto diet when it's time to like really push my body hell yeah push and be i cannot wait push and be dude we're pushing inches on the side and uh hell yeah brother let me tell you it's uh it's not easy <laughs> the life of a podcast host life was never yeah, easy mm-hmm. well i'm looking forward to the game that we play next week and i enjoyed our match last night eric and i enjoyed podcasting with you today but i think i'm gonna call her because I, I need to go get a coffee wow so do i i feel tired it looks like the rain mm-hmm. has stopped uh over here in beautiful vancouver bc so i'm gonna step outside and Maybe go for a little walk skis and uh, mm-hmm. who knows, maybe collect a coffee elsewhere. You know, yeah, some local Chinatown businesses. I'm feeling the same way, Eric. I'm going to crawl out from my Patrick Star Rock and wet my dries, both my palette and my <laughs> designer. <laughs> Re- referring to clothing as just designer is so funny. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we live in a post apparel world. <laughs> post apparel, post name, post credit world. It's like, doesn't, I don't know stuff you all with me. It's all about just it being expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if I'm talking about clothes. Like, I'm going to hop in my designer and drive to the, my designer. <laughs> I was going to say a store, but it doesn't matter. Mm hmm. I thought you meant a designer coffee shop, and that got me thinking about, like, what does designer coffee look like? Is that the St. Laurent Cafe in Paris? Is it the Cafe TV in Osaka? We will never know. Dude, I don't think you can, like, hate on mixologists and love designer coffee. I think they're two, <laughs> sides, of the, the, two sides of the same espresso cup. Don't get me wrong. Hate, like, being, uh, being obsessed with, like, the bean, being bean-obsessed is... Mm-hmm super corny and like caring about like your pour over technique and like mm-hmm. frothing the milk perfectly like fuck all that you know what i mean i just want like a cool branded logo on my you know wasteful and mm-hmm. that's that's all i want like i don't i don't even I, care what's in the cup i i get you man like you can serve me the planet as long as you make the interior in which i consume it really like easy on the eyes or like mm-hmm. poetic or just like some nice designer furniture and good lighting and i'll mm-hmm. i'll give you a, t- a glowing review on yelp mm-hmm. i just want to walk in and have francois you know pour me a nice little espresso shot over ice and just that's when i'll leave my eight dollar tip Dude, if I was a like a full time barista, shout out to the baristas listening, I would <laughs> seriously consider officially changing my name to a more French name, because it mm-hmm. probably would improve the quality of your coffee to have like on your little Starbucks name tag, like "Hello, my name is Stephon instead of Stephen." You know? <laughs> I know. I would just change my name to Jacques Mou. <laughs> Jacques Mou, yeah. That would land. That would land. Wow. All right, Ty. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, end this episode so I can go collect my designer coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice chatting with you. See you IRL on Tuesday. And uh, maybe we can record. Who knows?
Hell yeah, brother. And thanks to the Breadheads for listening yet again. Think Fresh Podcast, Ty and Eric. We're your hosts. We're here twice a week in your earphones. Are they wired? They might be wired. That's too bad. Uh, think Fresh, everybody. Yeah. You guys look like the type to like listen on your phone speaker on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just don't even own headphones. Mm-hmm. All right. Take care, guys. Ciao.